the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I've reached the point. I've reached the point in this podcast where I'm starting to let power go to my head <laughs> with, with the minute number of listeners that we actually have. Because I don't know whether what I've experienced over the weekend is mm. more closely related to my people's heritage, that is the Karens of this world, mm-hmm. or whether I've had a genuine near-death experience. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Because Tell us, Karen. <laughs> well, in this story, I do need to see the manager. Um <laughs> It is, it's unseasonably cold mm-hmm. in Australia at the moment. Um, oh, can I say I would like to issue a formal apology on that? For what you did to my toilet just now? Um, no, I'm vegan. You just have to accept that. Um, no, because, okay, we had that one day where it got hot. So I took my winter sheets off the bed uh, and put my summer sheets on. Thus, I have launched us all into a second winter. So... You didn't I apologise. You didn't do a proper offering to the gods. Yeah. And being a vegan, you can't fucking do that because I don't just want vegetables. Oh, I just did a proper offering in your bathroom. You, Woo! You need to send an apology letter to the good people of Bolivar here in Adelaide who <laughs> process our raw sewage. They do need an apology card from you. That is fucking heinous. What? That was my statement on our future with climate change. <laughs> you just freed Britney. <laughs> You're free, Britney, swim free. It's not free, Willie, fuck. (laughs) Tell us, go on, tell us about your electrifying experience. Okay, so it's unseasonably cold here in Mm -hmm. Adelaide in South Australia. We're having a La Nina weather weather pattern, which is where we get um, South America's weather, Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting for this time of year. But not normally the sort of person who likes the electric blanket Mm. because I am able to produce my own body heat. I am not a reptile. Despite <laughs> despite being given both uh, COVID vaccines, I'm not a reptilian overlord. <laughs> Maybe it's the chip. Maybe your chip's running hot. Maybe. You know? <laughs> it probably is an older model. But, uh, so in the middle of the night, I've reached mm. down to the side of the bed to, to switch on the electric blanket that we have on all year round. Because mm-hmm. doubles as a mattress protector. I am domesticated. Um, couldn't find the actual switch. So I kept thumbing around until mm. I found myself in my half awake state. Yeah. Feeling the ends of copper wire. And I've realized what I'm doing. I've turned on the light. Okay. I, can I just clarify? Like, copper wire isn't like a greyhound or some <laughs> kind of. Not a euphemism for me, dick. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Yes. Okay. No, no. These are exposed electrical connectors. What the hell? And I'm looking down. So I turn the light on and look down. And poking out from the side of the bed, uh-huh. completely exposed, are four high voltage cables. That were once connected to my uh, my electric blanket, and I'm just nonchalantly fingering them in my sleep. Holy shit! So these things are still connected to the mains power, which hasn't tripped. Mm. So so somehow, like there must have been a safety switch in the actual system itself, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. But um, yeah, like I'm I'm literally fucking holding onto live power cables in my sleep. Wow, and we've we've uh, we've actually, if you go back onto our Instagram page, you've actually put up um, a picture of what are some very impressive, yeah, um, cables. I can't believe you're alive. I can't believe it either. Wow, 
You know what? I, on the opposite end of the note, like uh, my reign of like bad luck, you know, continues. Yeah. Um, I went over not once but twice in the rain the other day. Describe what you mean by went over. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not a euphemism for in, my greyhounds. In nautical terms, <laughs> you capsized. Oh, my Lord. Who knew? Who knew that $8, you know, sneakers, I guess essentially from Walmart, um, would not have much grip? <laughs> it would not be excellent climbing material. Just walking down the street, it was thundering with rain. You know what? And I was already having a shitting day. I was just going out to get some fried rice to eat my feelings. Okay. Um. It turns out no traction in my sleep in my sneakers, crappy shoes. Yeah. I went over. I actually had that moment where I was like in like midair, <laughs> like a cartoon. Okay. Came down, landed on both of my knees, Ow. like from a standing position, straight onto like to my knees, felt all the crack. Um, busload of people pulled up next to me. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, the dignity, the shame. As I, I'm scrambling, trying to like right myself up, this stupid no traction gives out again. This time I tumble over onto my ass. <laughs> I was like a turtle on its back. There was no traction on my sneakers. I couldn't get up. I was like, Aah. a 60-year-old plus pensioner <laughs> had to come over and be like, are you all right, love? And like, and then help me up onto my feet. Okay. This is the saddest thing that she dealt with on Remembrance Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> then, no, because it got worse. I actually went back to my office where we actually have a security guard in the foyer. Yeah. You know, man in a suit, so much better than anything I'm wearing. <laughs> okay. I come in. I am now, like, I am drenched, but I am now also covered in mud and street filth. Yes. Okay. That coupled with the fact that, obviously, I've jarred everything. Yeah. But I also need to... It's really hard to keep a grip on the pavers in these stupid shoes. Yeah. So I am kind of old man crab looking. Look, I look like I've shat myself. Yeah. Basically. I look like I've shat myself. So I walk into the foyer of our building, drenched, wet, covered in mud. Clearly I've shat myself. (laughs) As I hobble along. Security guard actually stood up and moved to walk, like, towards me to obviously. He thought I was homeless. Oh, code black. (laughs) He's, he's swept into operation. It was clearly coming to the side to like chase me out with an umbrella and then was kind of like, whoa. All this training. <laughs> like, this is my moment. He's got the taser ready. And then luckily I still had my ID card like dangling, you know, from my neck. So that's sort of like, oh, has she stolen it? Like, what did she find that? Like, so he let me proceed. But, you know, now go. You know what I'm going to call your treacherous winter footwear? What? Michael Schumacher. Oh. <laughs> oh my So you know what? I hate to say it, but like a couple of people have have said it. I've been having nothing but bad luck, okay? You are literally having wires pulled out almost electrocuted. That's some poltergeist shit, because I was like fiddling with it in my fingers. Like yeah. you like you would like with coins in your pocket or something like that. Is this poltergeist or is this and I'm looking at our co-host. Rosa? <laughs> Never. El Diablo? No. I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe I need to take her back home, for, you know, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And see if my luck improves and see if you stop, like, fondling open wires in the middle of the night. Well, i got to say, some strange stuff has actually been happening. Oh. If you go into our lounge room at the moment. Yeah. So, 
One of our potted plants in there, which has been unkillable, yeah. is now very dead. Oh. Having been moved into that room directly below Rosa. Oh. We have, you know, the, the usual kind of old stuff that happens in houses. So like all kinds of old creaky things and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which yeah. really can't complain about. Yeah. But one of the things that really I find quite interesting mm. is that my partner Lou yeah. has some Comic-Con photos in there. Yes. From her, with her with David Hewlett mm-hmm. from Stargate Atlantis. Yes. The photo keeps getting put face down. What? It keeps falling. So it's it's like on a it's on a shelf that's slightly too small for the frame. Uh-huh. But I prefer the supernatural answer rather than terrible frame selection. <laughs> but the fra- the photo frame yeah. keeps falling face down. Oh. And it never happened until Rosa was there. So maybe she doesn't like the uh, the competition. Maybe she's more of a Stargate SG1 kind of fan. Yeah. Ooh. But David Hewlett, I know you're not listening. <laughs> But there's a haunted doll here that's got some fucking problems with you. Yeah, does not. Yeah. Wow. Also, Jack the dog doesn't sleep on that end of the couch anymore. He only sleeps on the, the other side of the couch. Oh, okay. Could be a coincidence to do with the fact that the sun only appears on that part of the couch and he likes his warmth. Could be that he doesn't like the, the poltergeist that's in the room with him. Well, maybe he's afraid that, like, you know, pictures will come flying off the walls at him. Yeah, or he'll find himself chewing on a cable or <laughs> who knows what. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, keep, yeah. I keep telling you we need to have a session where we need to try communicating that's not through wires. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking terrible way to wake up. Mm. Realising that you're basically thumbing through electrical cables that are still plugged into the <laughs> la, socket. La, 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 la. Thank fuck for this cheap $2 Chinese switch that's on there. Yeah, well. Whew. Yeah. Thank God it was made in China. Yeah, with their excellent safety standards. They made your shoes. <laughs> Michael's shoe marker. Oh, my God. Well, it's clear the Chinese are clearly a fan of one of us in this podcast <laughs> and not of the other. Uh, yeah, and a shout out to all the good people of the uh, Shandong province who are... <laughs> Currently assembling electric blankets and Liz's shoes trying to fucking kill us. <laughs> what? No, it sounds like they're trying to kill me. They're trying to keep you alive. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Am I going to be, like, replaced? Are you going to be replaced with a Chinese co-host? Is this, <laughs> is this what this is leading to? I didn't want to tell you, but we are trying to crack the Weibo market. So. Oh, I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, Oh my god, is this is this because I recognize Taiwan as a sovereign state? <laughs> oh that and all your uh, your your effusive praise for Australia's new submarine deal with the United States. That might have been <laughs> part of it. I like the idea of the fact that we can play beach cricket on their newly created uh, atolls. Oh. <laughs> Let's take the 2020 cricket format to the Chinese. Oh. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not all a loss. It's not all a loss. They're creating new countries exactly around the world. Seas rising. They're just putting more land in. <laughs> That's their climate change solution. It's like that, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it. We'll just build one giant island of sand, oh as opposed god. to the giant garbage Gaia that's in the Pacific. That's just oil bottles and condoms and oh, the big plastic, the big bit yeah. of plastic that's roaming around. Well, yeah, it's the size of Mexico now. Oh God! Well, maybe maybe that's my God. Maybe that's where we all need to start living. The giant garbage pile. Yeah, we live in South Australia. We're already there. Oh, oh. harsh! That's not true. We live in one of the most livable cities in the world. We do, as judged by I don't know someone <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's a better city? What Beijing? 
Oh, my God. You've been sold out so cheap. And all it took was a new and electric blanket. <laughs> a new electric blanket uh, and some money uh, maundered through Sky City Casino here in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Harsh, man. Very, very harsh. Well, you know, speaking of, you know, being burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your bed. That, that leads us on, would you believe, to our topic of the week. There you go. How convenient. I know, who knew? Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? They say in life only two things are certain. Death and taxes. Mm-hmm. Not funerals and taxes, because taxes are certain. This week's story proves that a decent funeral is no certainty. Oh. Especially not at this crematorium. This week, batten down your coffins and hold your dead ones close <laughs> as we visit the macabre mortuary and find out what this crematorium operator did to over 350 bodies of the dearly departed. Oh, no. In the Tri-State Crematory Scandal. (gasps) Or, if he only tried harder, they wouldn't be in this state. Oh, dear. Or, crematory of crime. Da, da, da. Are you sure? Have you worked for News Limited? <laughs> no, but I am available just to do headlines. <laughs> Stiff <laughs> treatment. <laughs> oh! oh, that's a good one. I used to work for News Limited. Nice. Rupert, if you can hear me. <laughs> you should have stayed married to Wendy Ding. She's Chinese. Oh, my God. Get off the bandwagon. Oh, my God. It's not a wagon. It's a... Uh, Beautiful movement that lifts all people from poverty. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little red book you can borrow if you like. Oh my God. You and Big Bird. (laughs) Bloody communists. (laughs) Ted Cruz was right. Oh my Lord. (laughs) Now, the noble community. No, I'm not talking about the Chinese before you say it. The noble community is made up of about 700 people these days. It can be found in the northwest of Georgia, north of the city of Lafayette. Ah. Now, for some generations, the Marsh family have lived in this area. They became one of the most prominent and wealthiest families in the county. Families. Families. <laughs> I'm still missing a teeth. I was say, right? You're right, and I'm talking about Lafayette, Georgia with missing teeth. Lafayette. <laughs> one member ran a lumber business in World War One and used the money to buy large amounts of land in the area. Ah. Some vacant, some with established houses, and were able to provide their children with a good start in life. There you go. One of his sons, Ray Tommy Marsh, worked as a postal worker and on his days off, you know, I think what he does on his days off is what we all like to do on our day off. He worked as a ditch, as a dig ditcher, a dig ditcher, dig ditcher, (laughs) as a dig ditcher, (laughs) a ditch digger, ditch digger. No, I'm going to go with a dig ditcher. We're doing this during the day with no <laughs> bourbon, and I'm starting to see the problem here. I think I'm starting to, yeah. Oh, my God. I've actually written this, this, I've actually written dig ditcher. I wrote it very late. There's that. tequila behind you if you really need. If you need to settle the old nerves, Twitchy. <laughs> he also worked as a grave digger. Okay. Working towards his dreams. 
China. <laughs> Just keep digging. <laughs> In 1982, Ray Tommy Marsh opened what he called the Tri-State Crematory. The Chattanooga Times declared it to be the first minority-owned crematory in the country. Oh, so they're, they're black. Yes. Okay, cool. I, ha- look, I, have to, I have to admit full racism on my part because when I first heard about this and yeah. heard, heard that somebody was messing around with like dead people, I instantly just assumed it was some creepy old white dude. Fucking A, it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my hand up. I'm a racist. They got some pretty white names too. Yeah. Not as white as Travis Scott, but pretty fucking white. pretty close, Yeah. yeah. Ray worked directly with funeral homes and as there was nothing in the like in the area, he soon had dozens of funeral homes across Georgia, Tennessee and Alabama all sending bodies for cremation. Yeah, cool. Tri-State always charged the same flat fee and this really opened up uh, cremation and made it affordable to a lot more people in the community. Good. There was no other cremation service in well over a 100-mile radius. So rich or poor all found their fate together in the tri-state crematory. Now, Ray Marsh was a respected member of his community. He ran for the position of coroner of Walker County and almost secured the job, losing the vote by less than 100 votes. Stop. Mm -hmm. They elect their coroner? Why? It's America. You also elect your sheriff. You elect all of your like city officials. As dumb as that is. Mm. So electing your sheriff, that's dumb. Electing your judges, that is dumb. Your coroner needs to be a specialist medical professional who understands anatomy, forensics, <laughs> all, decomposition, all that kind of stuff. No, you need to be popular. <laughs> Kim Kardashian... <laughs> Would be an excellent coroner. Doing it for the gram. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? Um, so he, but he thing is, he almost got the job, right? And considering that at the time, so this is way back in the day, yeah, in Georgia, in a county that was ninety four percent white. Um, that's one fucking popular black dude. That's one popular black dude. In fucking Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Right, this man like had bloody gold stars flying above him. He was a member of his local Rotary Club and on several boards. Ray also diversified his income by managing his housing rentals as well as construction services. His wife, Clara Marsh, worked as a teacher for over 30 years and one year was voted Walker County's Citizen of the Year. Right. They are living the dream. They sound like fucking top people. Top, top people. Some 14 years later in the mid-1990s, Ray's health began to deteriorate significantly until he was confined to a wheelchair. Okay. His son... Ray Brent Marsh. Now, this is where it gets problem because Ray had a son called Ray. Right. Ray Ray. <laughs> Ray So, you know what? We're, we're going to call the child Brent. What's well, junior? That was his second name. Okay, Brent. it was Ray Brent Marsh. So. Okay. So. That's the fucking whitest. Like, that's white times white calling yeah. him Brent. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking white. So, Ray Brent Marsh was enrolled at the College of Tennessee. But in late 1996, at age 28, 
Brent left college and returned to Noble County and took over the running of the family business. Cool. His parents, Ray and Clara, continued to live in a house on the property. Brent cemented himself into his local community as well as his father. He attended church and Bible class every week, became treasurer of the local Baptist church and became a member of the Country Board of Family Service. Over the next six years, over 2,000 bodies would be sent to the tri-state business. Okay. Now, in 2002, so Brent's now been running the, the business by himself for six years. Okay. In 2002, a driver of a propane delivery truck saw more than he bargained for when delivering gas to the property. Okay. He saw bodies lying exposed on the tri-state grounds. The truck driver called the Walker County Sheriff's Department to report seeing the bodies just laying around. Yeah. A deputy sheriff was sent to the property who reported back that they found nothing unusual at the property. Oh, fuck, all right. It's <laughs> just storage. Oh, come on. We've, we, we've all, you know, that moment where you see your parents coming up the driveway and you're like, quick! And you literally just push everything under a couch. <laughs> just cut off any flower and stick it in the bong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just push everything under the bed. Just throw on, put the dove, put the duvet over it. Yeah. Oh my lord. That's it. That's what. That's what single men need to learn. When in doubt, just put a pretty sh- sarong over it. Pretties up any space instantly. Fair enough. Mm. So obviously, he just threw some sarongs about the place. <laughs> Corpse sarongs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Merchandise. <laughs> Get your Gavin in the Woods corpse sarong. <laughs> Need to clean up your property for a property impromptu property inspection. Introducing the corpse sarong. <laughs> Available in five different colours. White oh. people have never been so disrespectful to southeastern cultures. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the sheriff went to the property, reported. Nah, nothing was fine. This is the problem with American law enforcement. They just recruit whatever dipshit went to high school that fucking wanted to stick around and solve the crimes. Uh And he just drives out there and goes, I don't know, I I drove out, there's like a wrecking yard. I drove out there, I saw bodies. There should be bodies at a fucking crematorium. Uh, What's the problem? Yeah. (laughs) As long as it wasn't doing anything to the corpses. (laughs) Oh... Upon this is upon delivering gas a second time to the property. Okay, I'm guessing that gas lasts a while too. But who goes back to that property? Who? Who? Wouldn't you be like, oh, tomorrow's the marsh property. Oh, I've got a, <coughs> a little niggle back of my throat. <laughs> I ain't going back. Hope I don't see any corpses. Oh my lord! So he delivered gas a second time to the property. And he, again, saw bodies laying outside in the yard and reported it to the sheriff's department. Okay. Who seemingly... Again, turned a blind eye. Everything was fine. Rightio. They didn't see any problems. Oh, dear. Then... They're going to get a terrible review on Zomato. (laughs) Then on Friday, the 15th of February, 2002... A woman was walking her dog through a forested area 
on the crematorium's 16-acre of grounds when, by accident, she stumbled across a human skull. Oh, Jesus. Now, when they say stumbled across and she was walking her dog, she means the dog came back carrying a human skull. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the issue that no one wants to do. It came back dragging a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably chewed on it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she, was probably on it. she was probably listening to a podcast, nonchalantly throwing it for it to fetch. Yeah, like, what? And she looked down, oh, no. And then there was that awkward moment for anyone who has a dog. It's that moment where you're like, what are you eating? Show me. Show me. Drop it. As he chews faster. Gets a whole forearm down. Then you're trying to wrestling it out of his mouth. The dog's like, we're playing. This is great. The best day of my life. All that money at puppy school wasted. <laughs> oh, do you think that dog got a taste for it? Oh. God. Hey. 16 acre ground. Mm. A lot of- I'm guessing you don't get to walk terribly close to what they where they would normally stash their corpses. <laughs> in the corpse pile. <laughs> near but, the propane tank. But 16 acres, I gotta get into like crematorium. Yeah, it's good money and fucking not burning bodies, apparently. <laughs> the woman reported the skull immediately to the local police. Obviously, this time she demanded to see the manager of the police. Yeah. Who returned en masse to the property later the same day? Within minutes, this really gets to emphasize how shit of a search the deputy did. Okay? Within minutes. Within minutes of beginning a search. And it honestly didn't even sound like a search, it honestly sounded like they just walked into the backyard. Yeah. The police uncovered. Dozens of human bodies and thousands of human body parts. Oh, it did, I think the difference was this time they took their own dogs. Piled on top of each other in the property's outbuildings and human body parts scrattered, scattered across the grounds and in the woods. Oh, my God. Some exposed to the elements... Some haphazardly covered with cardboard or leaves. <laughs> In a few hours, they had hundreds of body parts. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, co- the county coroner, Dwayne Wilson. Oh, yeah. There's the whitest name yep. <laughs> in this story. He was interviewed at the time, said, <clears throat> quote, The worst horror movie you've ever seen. Imagine that ten times worse. That is what I am dealing with. I don't know. Have you ever seen Body Melt? That's a pretty fucking shit film. Yeah. The bodies also seem to be in different stages of deterioration. Mm. Some of the bodies had only died that week and were easily identified. Jesus. Other bodies seemed to be mummified. Others were just skeletons. Oh, my God. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Dr. Chris Sperry, the chief medical examiner for Georgia, commented, quote, I have never seen anything like this. Neither have any of my professional colleagues. And frankly, we hope never to have to do so again. Oh, my God. They actually showed some of the pictures of one of the sheds. It was like corpse Tetris. (laughs) 
<laughs> just like or like sorry a coffin tetris where they had just sort of like all uh you know just piled them on top of each other um or what's that what's that game with the wooden blocks jenga jenga <laughs> it was coffin jenga oh my god <laughs> oh my god the area was declared a state of emergency and searches of the property and its surrounding area began so remember this is on 16 hectares yeah as they searched, it seems bodies and parts were scattered everywhere across the property. Oh. Predicting it could take weeks, even months, to search the area. Although, by the sounds of it, just get that lady's dog back. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to catalogue all the remains. So, a federal disaster team was brought onto the scene with portable morgues from Maryland. Oh. The team was called Demort. Which is actually short for them trying to like pleasant up a very pleasant uh, group. It's called for the Disaster Mortuary Operational Response Team. Demort. Demort. Now, now that sounds like a rapper. Oh yeah, not De- Travis Scott. <laughs> Demort. Oh, and ironically, left de- less deaths. Mm. Um, the Demort is staffed by medical examiners, forensic dentists search dog handlers, forensic anthropologists, and morticians. So basically, these are people who are kept on file and the specialists are sent to anything such as if there was a plane disaster, a terrorist attack, natural you know, disaster. Yeah. This is the team that goes out. The kind of people that don't need to be elected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's wrong with them. <laughs> This team set about trying to identify the body parts as they came in. Firstly, trying to identify the person and then to reconnect their body parts. God. They were just all over the place. Every day the search yielded more body parts. Some bodies or parts had been buried. Some had been stuffed into rusted out vehicles in the property. Fucking hell. One body was still inside a broken down hearse. Oh. So the hearse broke down. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just just walk away from it like fucking fucking Kanye West in the runaway video. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm out. I got it to my property. What else can I do? Legally, I'm covered. Now, some bodies were in steel vaults on the property. Others were simply littered across the ground next to trees. And by rusting household appliances. So go to the effort to install a new oven. (sighs) This is the worst episode of American Pickers. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Storage wars, Georgia. Oh my God, they'd still be trying to like, give you $20. Mind you, with American pickers, they could still be going through this and I'd still be thinking, oh, that chick who runs the shop is hot. (laughs) (laughs) Tattoos and leopard print. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. Will you let this corpse go? Nah, I'm saving it. (laughs) That's my first corpse I ever got. (laughs) I was sentimentally attached to this one. Now, there's a special edition corpse that only came out once in 1945. And, uh, even though he's still wearing his uniform, I, I think I'm going to use that again one day. I'm not selling that for nobody. 
all of these ones over here, these were collected by my daddy. <laughs> I have very sentimental attachments to these ones. Will you sell the hearse? <laughs> well, I was slowly going to reanimate both the hearse and the body, but uh, no, that's one of my pet projects. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. How lazy do you have to be? <laughs> Fucking just... Why not so lazy? Like, you can install a stove. Like... <laughs> just dig a hole. <laughs> if you're going to take people's money, just <laughs> dig a fucking hole. Oh, here's an idea. You know what's even less work than digging a hole? Burn the bodies. Burn the bodies. <laughs> Burn them. It's not that fucking hard. Oh, Lord. You literally had one job. <laughs> one job, dude. Oh, God. Uh, some bodies were in boxes. Some were chucked on junk piles. Oh. And others just had body parts just thrown all around. Quote, a skull to your right, a leg bone to your left, a rib cage not too many feet away. Mr. Bankhead describes. It sounds like a song. It does. I was just thinking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was just reading it and I was like. Like Bob Dylan. Was he singing this? Like, was he on a guitar? <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. The, the question I've got, and you may come to this later, so I do apologise, but um, how did these body parts get separated? Was it animals or was this sick cunt chopping them up? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, it's literally my next okay. sentence. For some bones, I think we, our mind was asking the same questions. Yeah. For some bones, it looked as though Brent had used an unknown object to break up some of the bodies. Oh. But they could not say accurately what the object was. Oh. And again, it might have been different for different courses, uh, different uh, corpses. <laughs> Horses for corpses. Horses for corpses. <laughs> Theorizing that it could have been anything from a large board that was used to simply smash the bodies apart or could have been a wood chipper. Oh. Mm. Fuck. Explains why, why you know, the uh, the grounds were so green and yeah. well fed, you know. Woo! Never short of worm for fishing Ooh. on this property. Jeez. Being Georgie, you think, you know, like lots, of, lots of rainfall and humidity mm. and bacterial things. Mm-hmm. There must have been a lot of bodies that just completely disappeared. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Authorities were also forced to drain a nearby lake in search of more bodies. Oh, God. They found a head, they found a torso, and assorted parts. If this, I know how sick this is. But if I had already gone off the deep end like that guy Mm -hmm. and I was hiding bodies at various places around my property, I definitely would have got one, Mm. put a hockey mask on it and sent it to the bottom of that lake. (laughs) I know, golden opportunity wasted. (laughs) If you're going to be a monster, be a monster with a sense of humour. Exactly. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. You know what I would? I would just set up some tents. Okay, just by the lake so people would be like, oh, whatever happened to the people with the tents? <laughs> Create a bit of mystery. Okay, you've got to think of the future. When they make my life into a movie. Ed Gaines Disneyland. Jazz it up a little bit, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying, think long term, all right? Mm. That's the problem with kids today. They just don't oh, think long term. Wow. 
They don't think of the marketing capabilities. True. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the few good f- pieces of fortune experienced by searchers was the fact that, by law, all bodies crossing the state border were required to be embalmed first. Oh, wow. Now, embalming, making a body basically seem more fresh yeah. to onlookers, which is basically if you have an open casket yeah. at a funeral, people are embalmed. It's a horrendous practice. Oh, They drain all the blood and fluids out, yeah. inject you with chemicals. And yeah. It's, just... it's totally unnecessary. It's a civil war innovation, essentially. American mm. civil war innovation designed to get murdered or dead soldiers home using old pre-refrigeration transport methods mm. so they could have a funeral in their home state. These days, it's basically an upsell. Funeral homes use it as an upsell. Yeah, and actually there's there's huge problems uh, now because of all the chemicals that are used in the embalming process. Yeah. Doesn't it like it leaches into the soil? Leaches and- into the soil and just basically toxicity mm. everywhere, yeah. Embalming fluids are horrific. Mm. We, we'll do an episode, I think, one day just basically on, you know, modern, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, mortuary processes and why you should never get embalmed. Yeah. it's Oh, I was reading and... You know, tr- this is so trigger warning to anyone who's just been to now, <laughs> just been to a um, now. There's a trigger warning. Look, if you've just come home from an open casket, <laughs> you may not want to listen to the next couple of minutes. Yeah, but I was reading a story because you know how usually the the usual position is, you know, in open caskets they have them with their you know their arms across their chest, you know, fingers yes. crossed. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because um rigor mortis has set in to get people into that position basically they have to break bones yeah it's Uh, fucked yeah yeah, they've got to break the fingers to be able to like interlock them you know to look peaceful so yeah it's basically people doing really not good stuff to your loved ones so I, i don't i would never want to get embalmed i'd never let anyone i love get embalmed no or do any of that shit no natural burial for me yeah, yeah. I'd like to be. I'd like to be turned into a tree. Have a tree plonked on top of me. That's yeah. Nice. Well, there's that place in Washington now that does um, human uh, decomposing, mm. decomposing, whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like nice. three months, and you're just nothing but goo. Yeah. Your soil. Yeah. And then basically, you just end up with a giant, lovely, haunted forest. Exactly. Oh, like this great. guy created the world's worst mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You got to get get it through the kidneys. Under the rib cage, up by the left thigh bone. Into grandma's eye socket. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't get it into the lake. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so luckily all the corpses that had come from interstate um, had been embalmed. So this was what actually reduced the smell of decaying flesh on the property. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Uh, because that, I was wondering, like, how could people get anywhere near it for the smell? Yeah. It's because of the embalming process. Yeah, which also explains why the animals aren't eating it. And, yeah, because yeah. they're like, ugh. ugh. Um, so basically most of the bodies that were sent to the crematorium during this six-year period had been from across state lines. Right. So, yeah, I'm with you. I imagine the ones that were local and were fresh <laughs> were the ones that would have got eaten, Yeah, never, never found, yeah. Yeah. So... Of the 2,000 bodies sent to Tri-State, 339 bodies were discovered. Oh, my God. 
Okay, that they actually could find like enough DNA to identify that they it was a different person. This is worse than a Catholic orphanage. Oh, gets worse. But only 226 of those bodies could be identified. Oh, no. But just when you thought the scene could not get any more baffling, they discovered... <sighs> what do you think they discovered? Oh, d- please don't tell me he's been taking trophies. Deteriorating coffins that were up to 10 years old. The spokesperson for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said at one time, apparently were buried in the ground in another cemetery at another location and were dug up and taken to the crematory. We don't know why that is. What the fuck? So not only bodies he'd been receiving, somebody had been going out at night digging up other dead bodies and bringing them back to add to the collection. Fuck. All right. It's... I I mean, bodies are not Pokemon Go, all right? (laughs) You don't have to go to catch them all. You don't. You really don't. Wow. Yeah. And that's a lot of effort to go through. Did yeah, dig a body up? My initial, my initial thesis on this was maybe he was just super lazy and a bit mentally ill. Mm. But no, sick fuck. Oh, no, that's your your clinical. <laughs> well, I'm ready to go for a serious position like coroner. <laughs> Vote one, John. Oh my god! I, you know what? I would elect you just to see what you'd sign off on the certificates. <laughs> Crazy fuck. Died of death. <laughs> death definitely took him. <laughs> And this guy collected him. (laughs) Oh, no. Investigators claimed at the time that Brent was the only family member implicated in the body distribution. But they could not seem to easily explain the bodies that had been buried previously and dug up. And if they were definitely dug up after Brent took over or before. Oh, no. That's some true detective shit. Oh. Uh, what is it with the South, man? Searchers reported that whilst standing in the kitchen of the crematory, so of the house, yeah. so there's in the crematory in the house, when one looked outside the window of the kitchen, yeah, you could see body parts from the window. Oh, God. The so next oh. time you go over to someone's house to visit... Just have a look out the kitchen window. I bet his Halloween was awesome. Oh, can you imagine? Trick or treat, kids. Yeah, they were like, oh my God. This is so lifelike. Every year he always won. He always puts in the extra effort. Where does he get all the skeletons from? I don't know. It's amazing. (laughs) So much effort. Look, even our dog got a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. God. Yeah, he's just standing there in the front yard like, it's Halloween. <laughs> sure, have some candy. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. So he was surveying his fucking empire. His domain, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But at this time, Tri-State had been providing ashes back to the funeral homes. Okay. Brent, who would most times collect the bodies... And then return with the ashes in their urns a day or two later. 
Okay. Yep. This left relative scrambling to find out just who or what was in their urns. Oh, no. Lisa Cash was one of these people who had found comfort by having what she thought was her mother's ashes on a table in her living room since her passing. But now, quote, I've got someone in an urn or something. I don't know what. It seems most people had received an urn full of wood ash and concrete dust. Oh, that's really sad. But again, if you're going to go to the effort of burning this wood, throw a body in. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what burns? Are you sure you're vegan? Do you know what burns? Bones. Wow. Uh, so how did he keep going through the propane if he wasn't fucking burning these things? Oh, well, he was fucking lighting something. <laughs> I know. That's it. He's had he's had two propane deliveries. Yeah. He's, well, maybe it was his venture. That's why he had to get a new, like, bloody um, kitchen oven. It was just burning too much gas. <laughs> We really got into, like, smoking brisket. <laughs> it's like, oh, this crematorium is perfect. <laughs> I, w- I would burn the bodies, but I have so much brisket in there right now. <laughs> take take all night. <laughs> but you cannot disturb the jerky once it has gone in. I go, oh, my hickory oh. laid out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. If you would... Oh, Lord. If... Oh. <sighs> I mean, it, it's pretty hard to get disgusted by the funeral industry because I haven't heard anything good about them, mm. basically. I, I, I used to work as a journalist and someone who I worked with mm. was doing their masters on a uh, funeral home and basically what it meant to embalm bodies and that sort of stuff yeah. and found them cleaning bodies out the back with a pressure washer, like a gurney mm. pressure washer that you'd use on your concrete to get mildew off. But you know- And that sparked a royal commission. In all defence, though, like when I was young, yeah, apparently, like I shat myself, like as a kid, and then decided to like finger paint myself in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> while my dad was babysitting, and my dad literally picked me up, put me on the back lawn, and then just put the hose on me. That's different to cleaning off a corpse with a spray washer. Well, that's literally what my dad did, and I was alive. But you're alive, and kids like playing in the hose. Maybe this. I mean, there might be some people. Maybe who, pressure washer will take your skin off. You know, especially if you're dead. No. But then you hear about that, and then you hear about um, the way that certain funeral companies in Australia operate. Mm. In that they'll upsell huge costs. Yeah. For embalming and oh, you know, we do it like this. It's much more respectful. And then they all just do it all in the one facility where it's just basically a meat packing farm. Yeah. 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 If anyone saw what embalming involves, they'd never get it done again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And all this stuff about, oh, you know, get them the mahogany. They deserved it. Yeah. Some of these people didn't deserve shit. Yeah. You should be in a shoebox like a budgie. (laughs) You fucking dog. (laughs) Should throw you over the side of a boat for the sharks. Which is an option I would take if I could. Oh, if that was an oh my god, maybe that's how we yeah like you know we, we keep like draining the ocean of yeah. food, and they say that you know apex predators are starting to starve. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Maybe if I could be left out for a polar bear, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, because you know I love animals. Yeah, you know I'd like to do something positive. Oh, I wonder if that's available. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put in my will that I want to be fed to a shark. Yeah, I, I 
don't know. I mean, oh my god, maybe there's some like Inuit tribe that needs to put in a grant from the government and start polar bear funerals. I there think you that's go. nice. Yeah, well, they fucking do the the vulture ones in Nepal. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, because like basically the soil's too. There's no soil. They can't dig into it. It's rock. Mm. So they just trudge up a mountain. Like they would to bring down some shit bird from LinkedIn who died at base camp in Everest, frozen up there like a turd. Yeah. But they know they drag people up to these places and they just leave you out for the vultures. Oh. The vultures get a feed. Yeah. Yeah, It's It's the circle circle of of life. life. It's peck, peck. (laughs) As opposed to this farm where like embalmed people are sitting out there like a fucking. Flash sale from a mannequin factory while gators walk past going, nope. Oh. Well, you know what? Actually, there's um, they've discovered that there is a tick and it's oh, it's something like, it's called like, I don't know, the Texas five-star tick or something. Anyway, what it does is, it's a rare kind of tick, but what it does is, and I'm not making this up, I swear this is a genuine tick. Yeah. If you get bitten by this tick, mm. it basically makes you allergic to meat. Right. So that you can't eat meat, you can't touch meat, you know, it will make you sick, it can kill you. I would actually, you know what, I would like my body pumped full of gas and five-star ticks (laughs) and then pump me with gas so I just go up into the atmosphere and I get as high as possible and then I'm just, and then I'm just popped and then the ticks will just, like to the wind, just, some Ridley Scott shit. Yeah. And then I just disseminate my veganism across the world. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so that's how I want to go. That, that's the kind of sales pitch that has not been heard outside of a cave in Tora Bora. Well, I, I want you to promise that you're going to make that happen when I, when I go, John. Hey. Put it in your will. Hunter S. Thompson put it in his will that he wanted to be shot out of a he wanted his corpse to be shot out of a cannon. And no one had the balls to do it except Johnny Depp, who stood up to the plate. Okay, I want you to make that commitment to me now that you're gonna fill me with propane gas. And I don't need to fill you with gas. Your vegan your vegan diet, you're practically a ruminant animal. You will expand like a steer that's been hit by a truck. I just have to get the ticks into you somehow. Just get the ticks into me somehow. So I've got to take your corpse to Texas. Yeah. Fill you with ticks. Yeah. And then I'm guessing explode you over Texas yeah. given their high meat consumption. Just, oh, but no, 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 because I'll be so what high happened? up in the atmosphere. It'll just, it'll just, I want them to spread everywhere. It'll just, well, like Texas, worldwide. Texas is where to do it. You'll get the Gulf Stream. Oh, then, nice. So basically all across Florida. Mm-hmm. Think of all those tigers though, those captive tigers that are going to get the ticks and they're going to die. No, they, they won't. They'll just... You know, we'll get supplements for them. Hopefully something happens and all those captive chimpanzees get out as well. <laughs> Just yeah. rip the faces off every idiot that thinks it's okay to keep <laughs> that's, a chimpanzee. That's, that's their last meat meal. <laughs> they become, Just quickly, I'm turning into a vegan. And just eat their captor's face. That'd be great. That'd be hilarious. I'd watch that. I would. Well, Netflix. <laughs> There's your next winner. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So where, okay, so where was I? Uh, so, yes, everybody had been getting an urn full of wood ash and concrete dust. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. when you die, we're going to get a fucking pest pinata. Yes. Yeah. Feast full of ticks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to die just like I lived under your skin. <laughs> full of pests. <laughs> full of parasites. And gas. <laughs> Full of love and hate. 
Now, Mr. Mason was the first person's remains to be identified. And his son said, quote, I mean, I can see getting a few days behind, but months, years, I just can't imagine anyone doing that. Now, come on, he's a working man. He, he knows what it's like. Sometimes you get a backup of deliveries. It happens to everyone, all right? Uh, I bet the church was glad he was doing the books. Only working class sticking together. Oh, my God. But this is... Okay, so the, stun's, the son's wife then chimed in. I don't know which is worse, him dying or this. <laughs> him dying. I'm pretty sure him dying. Him dying. It's worse. Yeah. Much worse. Yeah. Uh, now, and before you say it or anyone else at home, because I know you've been wanting to say it the second I've been talking about it, they brought in a specialist who did investigations yeah. upon some of the more intact bodies and certain body parts, and he somehow ruled out that there had been no necrophilia with any of the corpses. <laughs> that's, all, that's the best press release you're ever going to put out. No necrophilia. It's okay. <sighs> it's okay. He just totally mistreated them and took your money and destroyed your confidence. And beat them up. And, and chopped them up with a giant block of wood. But he didn't fuck them. Yeah. What? He's not a monster. I mean, he fucked them, but he didn't fuck them. <laughs> Imagine being the poor sign language interpreter at that press conference. Oh, my God. What even is the sign for necrophilia? Oh, my God. Yes, to anyone who knows the sign language for necrophilia. Or what? what is that? What is the sign language for fucked the corpses? Does that come up? I mean, they translate like rap and heavy metal concerts. Surely at a heavy metal concert, there's got to be something about fucking a corpse in a song oh, somewhere. If every second fucking lyric in a Cannibal Corpse song is about fucking dead things. Yeah. I come blood and all that Ew. sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. It's, again, see your doctor, mate. That's not right. No. Just don't don't write a song about it. Like, <laughs> write down an appointment Men time with a physician. will do anything to avoid seeing a doctor. Oh, seriously, I know. It's like, well, maybe if I just fuck more, that'll fix it. No, it never does. See our episode on bionic dicks. <laughs> it will literally turn black and, and fall off. <laughs> and not in a cool rock and roll way. No. It sounds cool in rock and roll. It's really not. Just sad. Oh, then you'll just have to put it in the bin. <laughs> Brent Marsh was arrested for over 300 criminal violations. He was eventually charged by the state of Georgia on 787 counts, including burial service-related fraud. Okay. Who knew that was a thing? Theft by deception. Mm -hmm. Giving false statements and abusing a corpse. Just not abusing a corpse. <laughs> Like in traffic, not the Catholic way. Yeah, not in that, yeah. yeah. If found guilty on all of these counts, Brent was looking at, I don't know, about a thousand years or so in prison. <laughs> Charges of improperly signing death certificates were laid against Brent's mother, Clara, and his sister, Lachey, who worked as a funeral home director oh. in Chattanooga, Tennessee, although these charges were later dropped. Okay. 
Initially, Brent claimed that the only reason... You're going to like this. What do you think his excuse is for not cremating the bodies? Fucking mental illness. I hope he's going to go with that. He said it was because the incinerator was broken and he was merely saving the bodies until it could all be fixed. I'll just pop them over here just till the plumber gets here on Wednesday. (sighs) The incinerator's manufacturers were brought in to examine... (laughs) Oh, don't you hate it when they've got receipts? And although they did find some faults, including a fault with the ventilation system, uh, the machine was, in fact, still in working order. Funny that. So, was this about money? Hardly, it would seem, considering the Tri-State was only charging $250 per body. What? Uh Uh-huh. $250. $250. That's how much of a markup there is. $250 per body. Per body. Wow, okay. Yeah. Perhaps laziness. Hardly, when cremating a body would have been a lot less effort than breaking up a body with a bit of wood and dragging it to a nearby lake for disposal. That's some Homer Simpson shit, isn't it? Yeah. Not even an axe. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, just with a stick. <laughs> like Minecraft. Oh, Lord. Brent Marsh entered into a plea bargain with prosecutors. He pleaded guilty to a variety of charges and was sentenced to 12 years in prison, followed by a 75-year probation order in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Who even knew you could be put on probation for 75 years? And what does that involve? You leaving corpses outside? No. (laughs) Good boy. (laughs) Pretty much. <laughs> Have you broken any bodies up with a stick? <laughs> no. Here at Standby Me Funeral Services. <laughs> <laughs> and have you dug anybody up recently, Brent? That's the best bit. What? <clears throat> That's the best bit. When you say dug up. <laughs> Holy shit. How yeah. fucking incompetent. The only person who was competent in this whole saga is the gas guy. Twice! Yeah. Twice he had to report it. Like, oh my God. Oh, he's just trying to drum up business. Making <laughs> them burn all the corpses. They say, it's drying out for summer. <laughs> exactly. Can't oh burn God. a wet corpse. You ever tried that? <laughs> Gotta let it dry in the wood pile. Get the snakes out of it. Oh my God. You know what? Can you imagine if this happened like nowadays? This That propane driver would have been all over the gram. <laughs> just like just like making like little like Wu-Tang signs, you know, <laughs> by like the bodies propping one up to take some photos. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Yeah, so he was just ahead of his time. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> then after he was sentenced to prison, the litigation began. Oh, I can imagine. Nearly wait for it. One thousand seven hundred family members. Of the 226 identified bodies, okay. I guarantee these people weren't as popular at the funeral yeah. as they were. So 1,700 people, extended family members, all took legal action, not just against Tri-State, but the funeral homes that had shipped the bodies to Tri-State as well as the Marsh family. Here's how that trial went. We loved our relative. Really? How much did you pay for the cremation? 
250 bucks. How much do you want? A million dollars. Here's your 250 bucks back, you cheapskate. Yeah. And you don't get his Gran Torino either. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, now, in turn, the funeral homes then also sued Tri-State <laughs> and the Marsh family. Yeah. These claims would run into millions and millions of dollars, with the relatives originally seeking upwards like around $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Marsh family looked towards insurer's Georgia Farm Bureau to pay the settlement under the homeowner's policy of insurance. <laughs> So, everyone out there with homeowner's insurance, find out if you're covered for desecrating corpses on your grounds. It turns out you it could be very handy one day. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Someone uh, at home right now just going, fuck, I ticked the box. I said I didn't want corpse desecration on my insurance. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, now, the... Um, Basically, the family-led uh, claims against the family. It went through a first trial. Nobody could agree on the the money. Anyway, it ended up in a in a in a second trial. Yeah. Um. Now the Marsh family agreed to a conservation easement or a land trust on the property. So, as part of this agreement, all buildings on the land of the sixteen hectares were to be leveled. Yep. And the land to be placed into a private memorial to those that had been scattered there and put into a trust so the Marsh family can never have that property. Yeah. Okay. Um, although the public does not have access to the land. Right. Which I guess it's there's a chance you haven't got everybody. Yeah. You get weirdos out there doing weird things. Well, the landowners for a start. Yeah. <laughs> But that probably what lasts for like a hundred years, and then fuck it, develop it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, you know, basically, yeah. Until everyone who is dead, who was related to the people who were dead, yeah. yeah. Um, now the state court determined that the whole incident was actually covered by the family's homeowners policy provided by Georgia Farm Bureau. If I was Georgia Farm, I would have just went, "Ah, oh, look, we're bankrupt." Yeah. Like you did not expect that from a like a five hundred dollar homeowner insurance policy. And hey, guess what? You found another corpse on your property. Our fucking company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. So the funeral homes were awarded thirty six million dollars against Tri State, right? And three and a half million against the Marsh family. Um. Uh, the claim by family members was not settled until late 2017, so only four years ago, when $18 million was agreed upon. But again, considering that they were looking up towards $100 million, basically the insurance company over time wound them down to 18 Yeah. Then the Walker County also attempted to sue the Marsh family. <laughs> It claims in an attempt to recover the cost of its investigation, which totaled almost $2 million. That was for your demort and all your police officers. Yeah. Um, this complaint was dismissed. 
So Walker County reworded the complaint and resubmitted it, this time stating that they wanted $2,000 for the cost of cleaning up an environmental hazard. (laughs) That's the legal equivalent of putting on a jacket and a fake (laughs) moustache. It's like, yeah, my cat putting on a moustache. No, you you fed a different cat ten minutes ago. My name is not Homer Simpson. (laughs) I am Guy Incognito. It's literally what they did. <laughs> oh, my God. Claiming that um, because they're at businesses, can um, the government can claim, you know, to claim money yeah. from a business when it's an environmental cause. Uh, the court, however, denied the second motion oh, as well. fuck's sake. But the macabre mortuary still had more grisly fines waiting to be found. Later during appeals, it was discovered one of the boxes of evidence, sealed in evidence, contained a human skull and an arm removed from the property, both of which still had human tissue on it. Oh, Jesus, who just puts that in a fucking box? After this discovery, the two items were removed from evidence and were given a more dignified end. Some David Fincher shit. <laughs> just, just, I'll just pop this in. So I think, I think that might have been what the woman originally found, yeah. like the skull and the arm. Oh. They just put it in an evidence. They just put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in evidence. You know what's fucking just dawned on me? Yeah, Georgia is where they filmed The Walking Dead. Uh huh. Do you reckon they just fucking lobbed up at this place and? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got much budget, guys. Whatever you find on the ground, just shake it at the camera. How much would you say on set decoration? Oh my god! Oh my god! These zombies are so real. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The effects. Are we drinking real espresso coffee? Yeah, we saved some money on the props. <coughs> wow, Nicotero has some answers. <laughs> oh lord. Oh. Now, Marsha's lawyer. Ken Poston suggested a new theory in 2004. <laughs> he claimed that Marsh was the victim. Okay. Of course. That Brent had been a victim of mercury poisoning. Now, mercury concentrations had been quite high um, in the process of cremation yeah. due to the previous use of mercury in dental fillings. All right. Um, Kent suggested that not really would this explain his client's odd behaviour, but would also explain his father's ill health. Ken sent samples of Brent's hair for examination. The results were average for mercury, but he had three to eight times normal levels of aluminium, antimony, cadmium, lead, nickel, tin and arsenic. Right. Later, research has shown failings in detecting mercury poisoning through hair samples. Uh, This would also, he led back to the faults in the ventilation system that was actually picked up by the maintenance um, that was done after the incident. Yeah. The lawyer suggested that Brent and his father were victims, like the mad hatters who went mad due to lead used in hat making in the early 19th century. This is this is the legal equivalent of a half court of a half court shot on a buzzer, <laughs> isn't it? Close your eyes, hope for the best. It's hope for the best. And I mean, like, it, it, it you know, it's an interesting theory when you're like, okay, erratic and odd behaviour. Yeah. But then if you weigh it with the fact that 
he was also living a very normal life. Yeah. He was running the local church accounts. Yeah. He was at the Rotary, like was going to church every week and was yeah. appearing as a normal member of society. And also that critical failure in leading to all those chemicals being injected into his system, he wasn't actually burning any of the fucking bodies. <laughs> problem is if we had got mercury poison from burning the bodies we wouldn't be having this trial (laughs) pretty much he's got the lawyer for mediocrity (laughs) (laughs) oh lord but one part of the evidence was impossible to explain away oh no and is perhaps one of the most macabre of what was found inside the house. Oh, no. Not what? in the house. In the house. What's he done? What do you think's in the house? Is it the one corpse he did interfere with? Or is it like a heap of women's clothes? On Brent's office computer. Oh, no. Police officers found photos. No. Lots. And lots of photos of the decomposing bodies. Oh, no. It's good to have hobbies, photography. Like a lot of people have a hobby in photography. Jesus Christ. But you know what? Some good did come from this macabre mortuary. (laughs) Afterwards, it helped to reform new regulations around crematoriums across the United States, which up to this point were highly unregulated. And in Michigan, a legislator was shocked to discover that the negligent disposal of a body was surprisingly not even a crime in the state. So he sought legislation to make it so. Now, Wednesday morning, June 29, 2016, Ray Marsh walked free from prison, having served his whole 12-year sentence. His lawyer remarked that this was the first time he had seen a non-violent offender serve their full sentence. Yeah, right. Brent spent part of his time in prison studying. Photography? And left with a degree in theology. Oh, no. So I guess he really did go away and have a good hard think about what he did wrong. And that's a really practical... Yeah. You know, degree to spend your 12 years on. He's going to argue with God, it would seem. (sighs) Oh, Lord. How bad must the corpses feel that he had there, though, that he's just like, none of these guys are photogenic. Yeah. Get me shovel. Yeah. (laughs) Dig up another one. No, just not cutting it. Not cutting it. Don't. No. Harsh, man. Harsh. His lawyer made a plea to the public. (laughs) Quote. He has paid his debt and will continue to pay with a series of fines and prohibition time. I am asking for them, the public, to practice their Christian theology and forgive him (laughs) and welcome him back into the community. He went on to say, it is a very happy day. (laughs) Maybe not for everyone. Maybe not. In the community. No. Ah. Perhaps the final words should go to Brent's uncle, James Marsh. He was straightforward in his answers to questions. He simply said, quote, I can't figure why someone would do it. 
there's no excuse for it. Finally, some straight talk. <laughs> and there we have our visit to the macabre mortuary. Fuck. That's just fucked up. Because you hear about people like, you know, what happens in your childhood basically sets you up. So yeah. any friends that I've got that were raised in pubs, yeah. in bars, yeah. they're all alcoholics. Yeah. You know, yeah. people who are raised in farms, generally speaking, can sometimes be a bit cruel to animals, that yeah. kind of stuff. This dude raised around corpses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was developing hobbies, you know. Holy fuck. Can you imagine him like... Uh, I don't know if it's anything like, you know, where I grew up in a small town. You know, you'd have like the once a year county fair. Yeah. And they'd have competitions like, you yeah. know, like, you know, the best cake. They'd also have the best dressmaker. And they'd also have a photography. <laughs> Can you imagine someone walking going on? It's like, is that, is that your Billy Bob? Is that your Billy Bob in that photo? I swear that looks like Billy Bob's. Is that Uncle Ray's foot? I know that anywhere. Tarantino says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but I mean, what, what, oh. why, what strikes a person to do that? I don't know. It sounds like he was really, really close to adding to the collection personally, if you know what I mean. Oh, you think he might have been building up to it? Yeah. I mean, if he's digging up corpses and posing them for photos and that sort of stuff, like mm. surely he's not far off generating his own uh, photographic inspiration, so to speak. But I mean, if you speech? like corpses so much, why are you just littering them about the place? Maybe it's like a Mari Kondo thing. Does this bring you joy? No. Yeah. Blonk. <laughs> well, maybe they were the ones he'd done something that you're just like, you're like, oh, I'm too, uh, I'm too ashamed. Yeah. I'm too ashamed. Like, those, you know, when you see on Tinder, you see those profiles that are like, once I'm horny, I'll do anything to get off. <laughs> and you're like, swipe new. No. <laughs> it could have been that. And then afterwards, you're sure, like, once that moment ends, it's just pure shame. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Maybe those were the bits that going into the wood chipper. Yeah. Wouldn't you just get your photo and then burn it? Well, that's what it all comes to. Like, and if you're going to break it up. Yeah. But like, oh my God, if only I had some kind of like giant oven that would like, you know, take all the legwork out of this, you know, literally take the legwork <laughs> out of this. Dude, just, uh. you, oh my God, if you, because he tried to dispose, you're disposing of them. Just put them in the giant oven. Yeah. Or charge more than $250. If you're behind, you can afford to get someone in. Get them to do it. Most people don't like to see any costs rise. But, I mean, if you can basically say to them, look, we can't charge you $250 anymore. That doesn't even cover the gas. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. What's option B? And you point to the large pile of corpses (laughs) at the back. Just go, there. You're broken down like hers with just a body. <laughs> There's always Bone Mountain. Yeah, exactly. That's we could we could do Bone Mountain for twenty bucks, <laughs> but you need to sign a waiver to be like, oh, you know, when the gas man gets all hissy about it, train your own dog to run past with a skeleton. In- <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happens. All right, so thousand dollars it is. There yeah. we go. But damn, but not even like just. I don't. That's just. I mean, maybe he was just into corpses. <sighs> I don't know. But then again, is tw- I, I was thinking, is twenty eight, you know, a bit old to still be at university? How long are you <laughs> going to ride that train? <laughs> it's definitely not the weirdest mature age student you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? 
There's something weird about mature HG. There really is. <laughs> this guy just always asks questions about photography and he smells like death. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, just remember when your time comes, you know, maybe just, you know, sit down, have a think about how you really want to go. Yeah, specify that you don't want to be left out in the marshlands of Georgia. Or if you do want to be left out. Exactly. Actually, no, they do have that. You can donate your body to science with that um, for the FBI where they have that ground where they leave bodies out to actually study... Oh, decomposition. Um, decomposition. You can actually legally leave your body to them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they do things like, yeah, they leave them in cars, they leave them in trunks, they leave them partially buried... Um, just to see how the elements and bugs, so when they find it, yeah. it's, it's better to date how long it's been there. So you can actually leave it to science if that's how you want to go. Closest I'll ever come to meeting a sexy detective like Dana Scully. <laughs> <laughs> can corpses get boners? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, that's this one just reanimated. Oh. This one's full of ticks and gas. Oh, my God. And that's how, isn't that how Day of the Dong starts? Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a Romero porn parody. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, God. Dog of the Dead. Oh, no. What are you watching? You're bestiality porn. Like, no, it's zombies and people. Oh. So it's people on people. Oh, did you say Day of the Dong or Day of the Dog? No, uh, Dong of the Dead. Dong of That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make it weird. <laughs> Fucking, we've just been talking about no, it, guys. It's Dong. Oh, it's, my, it's my tooth. Dong. Of the dead, D O N G of the dead. Dong of the dead. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Or, or there was a preview. What was the one before it? I think it was Dick of the Dead. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Or the sequel, Rise of the Living Dick. Oh no. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. So yeah, just have a think about how you want to go. Basically, Not put like- it in your will. You know, discuss it with your loved ones. You know, it's important to have these discussions now. And pay more than two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Unless you want to end up the fucking worst, the worst diorama. Oh, you know what? Unless they were a complete and utter yeah, god, they'd go for the two hundred fifty dollar option. <laughs> Just look at them over the desk. Is this the dump them in the forest option? Oh, I don't know what you mean. I'll take it. Actually, you know what? It seems like from this, like it seems like it could be a good investment. Two hundred and fifty, you know, dollars down. Eighteen million. Yeah. Sixteen years from now. Woo! It's, it's, Corpse version of Bitcoin. It's an investment for the future. Corpse coin. If you want to do something for your loved ones, <laughs> this, is, this is like an investment. <laughs> Granddad entrusted himself to a negligent family. <laughs> oh, he was a doer. He was always doing for this family. <laughs> Plus, we got a bit of him back when we took the dog for a walk. <laughs> oh, that's like, oh, he did love old Rusty. You now, him and Rusty will be together forever. Just like this story, we should end this monstrosity. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, you know what? Just get a bit of get, get a bit of bored and let's break this up. <laughs> and just remember, although <laughs> authorities were brought in and they did prove that scientifically, in this case, the Mothman did not eat the carpet. No, and you could look at the dick because it's been embalmed and it's still there. <laughs> There's probably photos. <laughs> oh God. That's where it ends.